and welcome to the And One More Thing podcast. I'm Colton Moore, and thanks for joining me on my daily afternoon drive home. Y'all know what day it is? Do I got to tell you? I'm going to. It's hump day. Wednesday afternoon. We've made it this far, folks. We can make it the rest of the week. It's that glorious, wonderful weekend. Nah, the week's not so bad. It's not fun for a lot of you teachers out there going back to school this week. Uh, I guess that can be exciting. Kids going back to school, that can uh, maybe not be exciting as you're probably out today already. But uh, I'm excited because that means the start of the high school football season. I think I've got, uh, I think I've mentioned I've got a younger brother who's a senior this year. Uh, another one who's eighth grade, and I spend a lot of my time uh, watching high school football in the fall. I just I enjoy it, and all my brothers, so yeah, he's fun to watch. Anyway, a little update here in the sports world. It is the bottom of the seventh inning, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and Cubs are up seven-two over the Brewers. Which is a uh, a huge turnaround from from last uh, yesterday afternoon's game, uh, where they you know got a full on shellac and put on them. So it's good to see them. Uh, man, they just can bounce back so fast. They don't drop very many in a row, and it's a uh, they're a fun team to watch. If you don't have a rooting interest in baseball, I would recommend the Cubs. They are very fun to watch. Uh, well, as much fun as a baseball team can be to watch. We'll put it that way. Uh, you all know how I feel about that. Yep, I am uh, so ready for the NFL season to start as well. Give me something to talk about. Uh, there's uh, not a lot going on here in the preseason days. Got games tomorrow. That's kind of exciting. Uh, should see some of the stars, the starters, those that aren't uh, still holding out. And uh, it be worth worth tuning in, I guess, if, you, if your team's on. Uh, you'll get to see, should be able to see Aaron Rodgers play a series or two. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if y'all are or not. Yeah. I mean, that's as far as sports go. That's about all we got. That's Summer is just rough um, for as far as sports content goes, unless you're really, really into baseball and I'm just not I'm a, I like it on the superficial it's fun to watch but other other than that and that's about all the farther I go it's just fun to watch I'm not I'm not calculating stats or cutting out box scores I'm not one of these guys but I don't know, and I don't even watch baseball a whole lot I listen to it on the radio um just because I mean it's just easier I'm usually in the car when they're playing anyway yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I wish, why don't, why don't adults get summer vacation? Like, I understand there's industries that need to work year-round. Like, even, even, as adults, we're always looking forward to the summer. Ah, oh, let's look forward to the summer. Like, well, why? You still gotta work the same amount. 
it's just something I think about. Uh, you know, there there could be each industry can shut down for two or three weeks at some point during the year, and yeah, you could do more things in the summer, but I wouldn't mind a shutdown the end in the winter. Uh, I know the company that I worked at, not that I work for, that I work at. Uh, they send all their employees home for the week between Christmas and uh, New Year's, so that's nice. Uh, unless you're a contractor with them, then you got to come into the building and work all by your lonesome, or you know, with the other contractor guys. Or, probably, you know, you take the computer home, work from home. Probably they probably wouldn't have a problem with that. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Uh, that whole contractor kind of thing is, you know, they're like, oh, check with your contractor, make sure it's okay if you do this. Well, if if you're the company and you say it's okay for your employees to do it, then it should be okay for the contracted employees to do it as well. Like, for instance, they're having a, a building ping pong tournament. So you, you know, you take time out of your day, go play a game of ping pong, if you, if you register for it. But they say if you're a contractor, you need to make sure you approve it with your, your, peop, your contractor people. Well, that's silly. Why? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I was just thinking about that uh, this week. Um, the company pays the agency so they could pay me. So I, I don't understand why I can't just have all the same perks as um, the company. But then I guess you get it. I mean, it's, it's not union or anything, but it's kind of like that uh, right to work stuff like. I'm not union, but I should get all the same perks because they're paying those guys anyway. And I'm not trying to sound like that. Uh, just gives me motivation, I guess, to get on with, with the company. Speaking of getting on with the company, if you live in central Illinois, like I do, um, and you need a job, or you want a better job, or you need, uh, you know, something like that, railroad, folks. If you can pass a drug test and and yeah the hours are going to suck you're going to be working a lot uh, but it's going to be an easy job and it's going to pay well um, try and get on with the railroad they, they, they can't find enough people they say so ladies and gentlemen there you go tip for the day go apply for the railroad uh, but be ready to spend nights in a hotel you know be gone every other day you just never know quite what you're going to be doing. Um, I had applied uh, before. Um, I really enjoy the job I have now. You know, I probably make more money on the railroad uh, faster than I am doing now, but uh, I enjoy the culture I've got now, and I enjoy the hours I have now. Like, for instance, today, I uh, slept right through my alarms. Woke up at like 5.30, uh, so I didn't get to work until 7. Um, and I normally get there at 6.30, so that's not too bad. But I was still able to just leave at the normal time today. Um, and I'll catch up that half hour uh, on Friday. Um, because we're having a, we have a monthly team blend where we get uh, our teams at work. And two of our teams go together at the the end of the day and we spend the afternoon um, just kind of team building uh, 
go get some appetizers or something, sit and just uh, hang out, decompress for the week. It's a really cool thing uh, that they do, um, just to show a little bit of appreciation and to help to help build relationships so you uh, can enjoy the people that you work with. And a lot of places don't do that. Um, so I encourage you that, uh, like I've said before this week, if you're not appreciated um, where you're at, um, find somewhere that will appreciate you because you deserve that. All right, I've been uh, effectively everywhere at this, this segment. We're going to uh, uh, shut her down here for a second and uh, we'll uh, catch you on the other side. Peace. Hello again. Welcome back. I'm Colton Moore. You're listening to the And One More Thing podcast. This is uh, our second segment today. Uh, As you all know, this is my daily afternoon drive home. And I was just stuck behind a semi for so long. So here's the question. Uh, when you're driving down the interstate or the freeway, right, and uh, you're just going slightly faster than the person in front of you, and you decide, I'm going to go ahead and go, go ahead and overtake them, uh, do you, and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a divided highway, so you've got two lanes going your direction here. Do you just slide over and continue going the same speed you were going um, to, to the chagrin of everybody behind you? That's just piling up who's going faster than you? Uh, Or do you try and get around quickly uh, and then settle back in at your original pace just a little bit faster than the car behind you? Uh, Because I would say that getting around quickly is the right thing to do. Um, I don't know why people don't do that. And I try not to do that, especially if someone's on my tail. I try and speed it up a little bit uh, to get around whoever it is I'm passing. Because sometimes, you know, you, you go around one person, you're stuck there. you got to keep going around and around and around and around people. It's because they're all going slow. And you always there's always somebody going faster than you trying to get on your tail. It never fails. It doesn't matter how fast you're going, you're going to run into somebody trying to go faster. So I, I, I try and do that, Kurt. I try and notch it up a couple of MPHs to get around folks faster if I know people are itching to get by me just seems like the right thing to do because I know I know I don't like being stuck behind two semis you know one in each lane and they're not really making any progress one way or the other super frustrating yep and on a completely unrelated note uh, now time for something completely different Um, today for breakfast I had some bacon I had a handful of mushroom slices I had three soft-boiled eggs. Have you ever had a soft-boiled egg? I never had until today. And they were delicious. They're so much better than a hard-boiled egg. Yeah. Yolks are still a little bit runny. The whites aren't, like, chewy. They just, you, just soft. Just, like, melt when you eat them. Mm. The only thing I think would have been better if it was a little bit warmer, because um, it might—it was just cold. Came out of the, came out of my lunchbox this morning for breakfast. But uh, anyway, so yeah, did that, and then I went to lunch. Just had some pork, a little bit of mushroom, a little bit of apples, um, carrots. Uh, trying to trying to cut out the carbs, and I think so far today I've not been doing too bad. I'm not sure what's in the apples. They're probably not 
great a lot of sugar there I guess I don't I don't know I've not looked at the nutritional value of an apple uh, or a carrot for that matter um, but I'm sure I'm still staying down there in the, those net carbs keeping them low I don't know what I'm gonna have for dinner though and that poses a problem because I got a lot of bread in my house and a lot of a lot of cracker type snacks and there's carbs everywhere and supposedly uh, carbs aren't you know the best thing to be eating unless you're like an endurance runner and you need to you need that long-term energy that your body can burn so yeah so I'm just trying to slim down a bit I'm at an all-time high right now and I'm not really a fan of that so I'm trying to make some life changes that's where I'm at and I can't find the time to go do anything active, which would probably help me out quite a bit. Uh, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. It's tough to do anything when you got two kids under four. Uh, two kids, period. But really, when they're that young and they're so uh, dependent on you still, and they just want to see their dad. So I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to have too much time uh, voluntarily away from them, unless it's a special occasion or something. big long awkward pause I caught my breath there I don't have a drink today and I haven't really noticed before um, talking to you guys that that I get like a dry mouth um, today I have for some reason I usually don't get uh, a drink until about the halfway point on my drive home and I'm wishing I would have grabbed one today though I'm dry sticky um, I feel like you can hear my tongue in my mouth and that's kind of weird and now that I've drawn your attention to it, I'm sure you can hear it. Oh well. Oh well. Um. I wish I wish I had like a, a funny story or something to tell you guys. I really don't, man. It's been kind of a boring week for me. Um, I had sick kids yesterday, so that was fun for my wife. Uh, one little boy's had an earache and that was only like his third one ever he's four almost four and my daughter who's just turned one a couple months ago was throwing up all morning and we never figured out why she was fine come lunchtime she was fine she finally ate and never did it again but uh, it was a it was a rough morning for us uh, well not for me so much but for my wife uh, oh look at that doggy riding around in the back of that truck on the highway and that dog got to be terrified. I would be. Yeah, that's all that's really been happened in my in my life this week. I've not I've not done a lot. Which has been kind of nice. Uh, got the grass mowed. Needed that. And it rained today, so glad I got it mowed when I did. Or else it would have been really unruly come this weekend for sure. Yeah, so anyway that's been my week um, I want the one exciting thing has been this time to talk to you guys I know it's not been for you probably this week uh, and I know uh, we'll probably perk up as as current events perk up and sports take off here 
in the fall, but uh, I don't know. I try not to. I try not to dabble in politics too much. I know there's always stuff going on I can talk about, but um, it's just so polarizing, and I'm so in the middle uh, that I can't. I don't know. I don't really like the backlash, but I can point some things out. I mean, apparently there was a. Uh, terrorist out west who was running a jihadi camp and was training American kids to to commit acts of terror basically and school shootings and the like and there was actually a a child found dead on the property of this camp he was running and then the people running it were just um, let go by the judge and they could they were didn't have to stay in jail until trial or whatever they said yeah just go on about your day so I think that's a bit ridiculous. Um, I don't know how they think they're not a danger to society, but apparently they thought that they weren't. So they're just out doing their thing. The world we live in so crazy, folks. I mean, can you, it's just, I can't even believe that that happened. Uh, on the bright side, I, mean, I haven't heard of a school shooting in a couple weeks, so that's nice. Seemed like we're having one out like every six days there for a little while and you know I'm a little bit uh, I've, I've been known to delve into conspiracy to, con, to some conspiracy theories in my day um, you know I've read about how 9-11 was an inside job done to propel us into a war and how um, I just, you know, that, and that may or may not be true, and probably some of it is and some of it isn't, and that's the way it is with everything. I just don't think we have a very transparent government. I don't think the media really tries to get the truth. Um, and that's a shame. I wish, I wish we could trust what we hear from our, from our government officials and those in charge. But there's so many conflicting stories that come out uh, during uh, tragedies like those. Um, you know, I think of that Vegas shooter and and all that goes along with that about how he. There's no way one man did all that. There's no way he acted alone. He wasn't just a disgruntled white guy. I mean, he may have been a disgruntled white guy, but that wasn't the sole motivation. There's no way. I think he was set up. Uh, he may not have been a great guy to begin with. I'm not saying he was a good guy, completely innocent. But I do think he was um, set up to be a fall guy for something. I don't know what it was. Um, that's just what I think. And, and I know some people out there, when people like me start sharing stuff on Facebook about these conspiracy theories, start saying, well, you're doing more harm than good. Just let these people mourn in peace. And da, 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 da. No, I don't. Sorry. Um, so let the dead bury their dead, as the good Lord says. And uh, I, w- I just want to find the truth. And I don't know that we'll ever get it um, from those who supposedly have our best interests um, at heart. And I, I don't know. It's just... If everything that went on in this world was brought to light, there would be a lot of people um, who 
would be in big trouble and we would lose a lot because of it. It would be really nice if we lived in a world uh, without corruption and without deception. Um, and we'll, we'll get there one day, folks. I do know that there will come a day. There will be a day. Um, and I'm I'm excited for that, uh, but I'm going to live my life here. Uh, I'm going to try and bring that reality to this earth uh, while I'm here. And try not to... Oh. Uh, I don't want to conform to the way this world does business. I would like to just stay... Um, stay true to who I am. Tell people the truth. Uh, and hope they appreciate it. That's all I can do, folks. Alright. Take a breather here. Rehydrate my mouth. And I'll uh, get back to the folks here in just a few minutes. Alright, peace. Welcome back to the And One More Thing podcast. I'm Colton Moore. And i got a question for you. When you got the munchies, right... Just got to anchor in for something to munch on. What's your go-to snack? But you mull that over a bit. Uh, you know, it's it's. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. Just some potato chips. Any any of the sour cream blends of potato chips, cheddar and sour cream, sour cream and onion. Mm, so good so good um, but along with that you switch to corn chips and Doritos oh, it's hard to beat a good Dorito especially cooler ranch mm. and something about Doritos and Mountain Dew they just go hand in hand I don't know what it is but they're just like made for each other it's crazy um, but you know sticking with the Edo family you ever had chili cheese Fritos? Ooh, that's a good, that's a good munching snack right there. But then you get in like the chip, chip relatives. Um, I had some, some ranch bugles the other day. Those were really, really good. Um, there's, you know, there's like these, I don't know what you call them, but they're independent chip companies. Um, and make some really good chips. Right now, I got a snack of some Snyder's honey mustard and onion pretzel chunks. <laughs> that's probably, that's one of my go-tos right there. I, I, I get that probably more than anything else. Um, like at a gas station. You know, just listen to that. Here, here. good stuff. Such a satisfying crunch. You're going to have to go get you some now. I know it. Um, sticking with the bag of snacks uh, combos. 
take you back to your childhood. I don't know how long they've been around, but I feel like they take you back to your childhood. But my favorite flavor of combos is not just your classic cheese. It's not the cheese pepperoni pizza flavor. It's the seven layer uh, bean salad tortilla. I don't even know what they're called, but it's like a Mexican bean dip. Seven layer bean dip flavor. It's so good. It's so good. I don't know. But those are, I mean, those are all savory. I don't do a lot of snacking on sweets. It's just not my thing. Um, I mean, I like a no-bake cookie. I like a good chocolate chip cookie. Um, my wife and her mom have the, the best chocolate chip cookie recipe there is. Uh, they're delicious. I mean, so if there's like cookies or brownies or stuff, yeah, I'll eat those. But I don't really call that snacking just to be munching on something. That's like if I want, like I want, I mean, I don't know. I could sit there and just down off a bunch of cookies, I guess. But there's, there's different moods for when you want sweet snacks and savory snacks for sure. Um, you know, like, I mean, you can't go wrong with some Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, so I mean, I'm... I'm not trying to make a, a top five list or anything here. I'm just, man. What? Uh, just what? What? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, I'll introduce you to some stuff. But I just... It's important to know these things about yourself. What your go-to snack is. It's like the Desert Island game. If you were on a... If you were going to be a, a weekend on a desert island and you could only bring one snack food... And you had to eat that all weekend. What would you bring? Do one that you could eat for like three days? I might have to go chocolate chip cookies there. Um, just, I mean, if I had an unlimited supply of water, I could do some of these savory snacks, but I don't know, for three whole days. Something, something different. There's a lot of these savory snacks. You can't have a whole lot. So you don't want to overwhelm to get their overwhelming flavor. And, you know, you eat them too much and they just get uh, almost unbearable. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Outside of baked goods, when it comes to sweet things, um, I eat fruit snacks. It's, I mean, I guess always having younger siblings and being a dad, having young children now, that we've always got fruit snacks. We, we buy these oatmeal bars that are really, really good for a snack. Um, they're just a little square breakfast bar. They're just soft baked oatmeal. Uh, they're delicious though. I don't know. I do like food, all kinds of food, but I just thought that would be a little interesting conversation there. Um, yeah, let me know what you, let me know what your choice for number one go-to snack is. Um, while we're on the topic of food. I hope you can still hear me here. I gotta take a quick drink. But what I'm saying while we're on topic of food, I used to ask people all the time, um, like when I was talking to a, a girl or whatever back in high school or junior high, on uh, instant messenger, I'd ask them, you know, you're trying to get to know people, you don't know them that well, but my go-to get-to-know-you question is, how do you like your potatoes? 
You can tell a lot about someone by the way they like their potatoes. Personally, I like my potatoes um, smashed with garlic. Preferably creamy enough where you don't need gravy. But a nice brown gravy never hurts either. Follow that up with uh, homemade chip style. A little, little thicker cut, greasy, salty, homemade chips. Those are my top two styles of way I like my potatoes. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm sure it says a lot. Y'all can figure that out. Um, if someone's go-to potato is french fried, then we got a problem. If their if they're real go-to potato is uh, just, just plain chip, and you really got a problem. That's yeah. I don't, I don't want to associate with that person. But yeah, so and I think if your go-to bit is baked, if baked is your preferred method of potato, you might be a little too high gluten for me. was a big fan of the baked potato you give me a, a twice baked stuffed loaded baked potato that, that's a different story uh, but just your basic old brown potato cut open with dollop of sour cream and butter uh, just so so bland to me I mean you gotta soak that thing in butter and salt mix it all together that's when I smash them give me some stink give me a garlic grinder that'd be in heaven right when people just take a fork and knife and just eat it like that though without smooshing it around I don't understand it I think it's the older generation that does it that way I don't know why I don't know why try and try and show them a better way but it doesn't seem to work um yeah Obviously, I'm hungry. That's why I had the last conversation. Um, luckily, I was able to stop, give me a snack and a drink. Still feeling a little sticky in the mouth, but I think we'll be all right. Um, so I'm going to take this time to uh, change topics one more time. I might uh, break it down a little bit, take a little break, and gather my thoughts. And I'll be right back with you guys in about, you know, for you, it'll be about seven seconds. I'm going to take a couple minutes here. Uh, and we're going to have a, another change of topic and uh, kind of a, a, approach what we talked about yesterday. Let's, uh, I'm going to indulge my uh, theology side here for a little bit and uh, mixed with some life advice. So that'll be uh, here on the flip side just a second. about that break this is colton moore this is the and one more thing podcast and i've got one more thing for you today as you know i uh enjoy a theological discussion from time to time and i like to uh educate people with uh, the things i know my my uh 
limited knowledge base, but I think I have uh, no uh, unique things about um, certain stories in the Bible that uh, aren't necessarily common knowledge. Um, and I'm stuck behind a line of cars here, so I got a ways till I get home. I can't uh, just barely go in the speed limit. So just set the old cruise down and not get in a hurry. Some of you have heard this story. Um, it's one of my favorites to tell. And it's a Bible story. But uh, hopefully I can expand those of you who are uninitiated. Expand uh, how you think about it. Your knowledge of what it is. Uh, most people have heard this story. And, and, and they know the basic outline of it. So Hopefully I can expand upon that uh, base knowledge that, like I said, I'm pretty sure most people have. But the book of Jonah, we all know, is about a man of God who was told by God to go to Nineveh to tell them that they needed to change their ways or else God was going to punish them and wipe them off the face of the earth. Um, and obviously, we all know that uh, Jonah did not follow God's orders. He tried to run away, hopped on the ship, uh, got thrown into the ocean and swallowed by a fish. Uh, and he was in that fish for three days. Until uh, he finally repented of his uh, wrong ways and then went and uh, begrudgingly did what God asked him. And so my question to you is, why, what would keep you, I guess, from doing what God asked? If you had a booming, loud, uh, audible voice say, Kyle, go do something, what would keep you from doing that something? Um, because there was something big enough to keep Jonah from doing it. And he thought he could run away. I don't know how someone thinks they can run away from God. Um, especially when God has singled them out. Um, by name and by voice. Um, and the answer to that question is, um, why Jonah did it anyway, was that he simply did not like the people that God told him to go preach to. He said, they are undeserving. They're evildoers. They're wretched. They they don't deserve your grace. And uh, I know that uh, you will probably give your grace. That's how you work, God. You will be gracious. Uh, and if I'm going to go preach death and destruction, I want to see it happen. Uh, because don't you know, um, if you prophesy that death and destruction is going to happen and then it doesn't you could be branded a false prophet um, and, and uh, back in the day they didn't take too kindly to false prophets uh, in that they would kill them so Jonah had that going for him but anyway so he you know he disobeys God 
God tracks him down. He basically tries to commit suicide by uh, being thrown overboard um, to save others. And so in in his disobedience, um, he um, sacrificed himself uh, for the betterment of others, uh, but also led those others to the Lord uh, because, you know, those sailors in the ship started praising God afterwards because the sea calmed uh, as Jonah hit the water. And in his second attempt at escape uh, into the water, presumably to death, uh, he was rescued by God uh, and that fish, and it was stinky, and it was gross, and he was in there for three days. Uh, but uh, the only thing he could do at that point in time was he, he prayed uh, from the belly of Sheol, which is the deepest, deepest darkest spot uh, of the planet. And God delivered him from that, and spit him up on the shore and said, Now go stink in Nineveh and do what I told you. So, Jonah did that. Covered in fish vomit. Maybe he tried to rinse himself off in the ocean. I don't know. I like the picture of him walking, trudging, covered in fish puke and guts. Um, to Nineveh. And he walked across a big, big city. Took him three days to get across. So every day, he would ring his bell. Repent, repent. Or you will be destroyed. Something like that. And, uh, he finally gets to the far side of the city and finds himself a nice shady spot. It wasn't even a shady spot. A nice spot to sit and watch uh, the impending destruction. But it never came. But he was so mad. Because, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, I kind of skipped over it to see if you pick up on it. Jonah didn't want to do what he was asked because there's a good good possibility that he was afraid of success. If these people repented, God would be gracious and he would be branded as a false prophet. A death sentence. And not to mention, he just didn't like the people. He didn't think they deserved God's grace. Uh, but let me tell you, nobody does. But anyway, I'm not trying to preach. I'm just trying to tell a story and expand on it. But there's a free lesson there. So he's all mad. Sitting there waiting on the end to come for these people. It never comes. So God wants to teach him a lesson, right? Because Jonah was like, well, why do these people get saved? What does God care so much about these people? So God causes a plant to grow up. And provide Jonah some shade. It was sunny up on that hill that he was trying to look over the city on. It provided shade, and it was a nice cool breeze, and it was relaxing. Jonah said, oh, this is nice. And then, right about the time he got comfortable and relaxed, he caused the shade tree to shrill up and die. And he caused a, a, a warm wind to come through. And Jonah became hot and miserable fairly quickly. And he threw a fit. Complaining that God, well, uh, you don't care. You made that bring my tree back. Why don't you uh, bring that tree back? I need that. Da, da, da. You know, he's a big crybaby. So God says, 
you're so upset that you think you want to die right now? Because he says that I'd rather die. Because your shade is gone? But yet you had no hand in creating that shade? You had no hand in even picking out a spot with shade to begin with. I provided that shade for you. And here you are, distraught that it was destroyed. But yet down there in that city, there's 140,000 people that I created that I see as children even if you don't like them. And outside of that there's that many or more cattle that I also created. And it just poof, drops off. And that's the end of the story. Mic drop. Poof. We don't know how Jonah takes that. But it does give us a good lesson about God. He loves all of us. And he loves our animals. And he has gone to the farthest reaches and extents to try and save us. Uh, and it's there if you simply repent and turn towards him and change your ways. Uh, so many sermon. Uh, I enjoy that telling of Jonah very much. It's a cool story. There's a lot to get into. Uh, but that's the basis of it. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, at some point later, we'll talk about the paraplegic whose buddies dropped him through the roof to see Jesus. That's another really cool story. We'll save that for another day. We'll save that for tomorrow afternoon because it's probably going to be another slow Thursday afternoon. And Friday, we'll be able to talk preseason football again. Uh, anyway, I hope you uh, hope I didn't bore you too much in the first couple handful of segments there hope you enjoyed the last one it's the uh, only one I seem to have a coherent thought so apologize for that um, but anyway I'll talk to you guys tomorrow have a good night